It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, that was a dreadful performance by the Atlanta Hawks last night. One Hawk is consistently inconsistent, and the plan for Marcel Ozuna. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We ask you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button as we climb toward 6,000 folks, part of our community. Leave us a comment there. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. You can find us there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. That was a truly dreadful performance by the Atlanta Hawks last night. Now, I don't know if this is the low point of the season. I don't know if, you know, you feel like that this has hit rock bottom because it's just consistently inconsistent. We're going to talk about one Hawk that I'm, I'm looking at some of his numbers that's consistently inconsistent. But the Hawks last night gave up a season-high 144 points to a team that had won seven games at home this year. Now the Hawks are 1-3 against the Hornets. That's 20% of their wins that have been against the Atlanta Hawks. Gave up a season-high 144 points. The Hawks gave up. 63% shooting from the floor. They gave up 23s in the game. And they gave up 54% from three-point land. You know, it's something different every night for the Hawks. Now, defensively, they're not there yet. They've made some improvements, but that was a dreadful performance. And and now the Atlanta Hawks, having wrapped up their season series against the Charlotte Hornets, finished one and three against a team that has the fewest wins in the entire Eastern Conference. They are one of the worst teams in all of the NBA. And the fact that you've lost three times to them, when you start talking about why did we not get a six seed or, you know, something? You're going to look back and say, wow, those three losses against the Hornets really cost this team. And I hate to say it that way. And, and maybe the bottom will just fall out for the Hawks at the end of the season. But I don't think that it's going to. They're going to be a playing team. They're going to be in the tournament, playing tournament and all that kind of stuff. But you're one in three against arguably one of the two or three worst teams in the entire of the NBA. And what's interesting is the other team that has the fewest wins 
in the Eastern Conference is the Detroit Pistons, who you're three and zero against. You're you're three and zero against the Detroit Pistons. Hawks have given up 124 and a half points in the four games that they have played against the Charlotte Hornets, who are literally, literally one of the lowest rated offensive, whether it's points per possession, they are one of the least offensive efficient teams in the entirety of the NBA. That was a dreadful performance last night. And every time that I think that the Hawks are going to, okay, hey, we we beat Phoenix at home. We beat San Antonio at home. Hey, we got the Knicks coming up here. You know, we got Charlotte in between. Okay, let's go get a win there. And maybe we could be looking at a four-game win streak going into the All-Star break. Now you're just trying to survive it being two and two going into the All-Star break in this final four games where you, you did some things good on the road trip. You, you finished it two and three. Okay, you might have been able to be three and two, but I'll still live with the two and three. Then you handle your business at home for a couple of games, and okay, things are kind of going in the right direction. And then you lay this egg last night. And when we look back again, this is going to be the reason why the Hawks probably lose a seed or two in the Eastern Conference. It's just maddening the way that this team performs. And obviously there's not going to be changes that are going to happen between now and the end of this season. We're past the trade deadline. Nate McMillan's not going anywhere, okay? He's going to coach out the rest of the season. Every indication that I've been given is that Nate McMillan, there's not going to be any decision made with Nate McMillan before the end of the season. So he's going to play this whole thing out. There has to be some changes to this franchise. Like there has to be, this is getting to where, whether it's John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, you know, even kind of wasting Trey Young's potential. There's just nothing that is good about the Atlanta Hawks on a consistent basis. You, you get these little blips and things like that, and then you just bottom out. And the fact that they can't beat the Charlotte Hornets, who are just literally one of the worst teams in the NBA. They don't, they don't, there's nothing about the Hornets. I don't care that it was on the road. I don't, I don't care that it was in their building or anything like that. Again, you're three and zero against the Pistons. You should be four and zero against the Charlotte Hornets this year. And that's not taking care of your business. And, and then we wonder why the Hawks are floundering around at, you know, 29 and 29 on the season, sitting in the eighth seed. They can't advance, can't get up in the standings and things like that. You know, tomorrow night becomes a big game. You know, going into the all-star break, but more importantly is the Knicks are the team directly ahead of you. You know, you know, one last night felt good about a you know three-game winning streak. And you go into, you know, going, you know, with the with the New York Knicks, and, and they're here, by the way. So they're they're gonna be here in Atlanta. You know, tomorrow night becomes a big game. Cause you got to start beating these teams that are directly around and in front of you or or right near you in the standings if you can't beat the Charlotte Hornets. It's just 
it, it is maddening to watch this team on a night-to-night basis. And I don't know if it's just the coach. I don't know if it's our players. I think that there is blame everywhere with the Atlanta Hawks. I don't think if you just pull Nate McMillan out and magically just drop in another coach that everything gets fixed and everything is fine. Everything's just hunky-dory. I think that there are issues with the roster. I think the way that the roster is just not performing as well. I think the coaches are a problem. I just think that there's everything that is about this franchise that just can't get itself on track. And I expect, you know, let, let me let me even mention something else. Last night, Bogey played 31 minutes in that game to go four for 11, three of five from three. So that was good. But four of 11 from the field didn't even get to the free throw line. And, and you say to yourself, how is that worth 31 minutes of, of game action? It's just maddening. I think that there are going to be changes in this offseason. I don't think just swapping coaches and, and firing Nate McMillan or Nate McMillan walking away is 100% of the answer. But this is just too maddening on a night-to-night basis to see this franchise just flounder around the way that they have been. I want to talk about my friends over at FanDuel. We're headed toward the All-Star break. Perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And get in on the no-sweat first bet where you could get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money lines to point spreads, prop bets, everything else that you have available right at the at the at your fingertips. So FanDuel is going to let you combine your bets too for a bigger chance at a payout with the same game parlay. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get your no sweat first bet. And if you don't win that first bet, you could get as much as a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. So one guy who is, and he actually did play well last night, but one of the issues is, as we look at this roster, and I'm not picking on him specifically, but just the inconsistency of some of these guys out here. DeAndre Hunter last night played well. He led them in plus minus, had 21 points. He was eight for 17 from the field. It was one for five from three, but he was four for four from the free throw line, 21 points and seven rebounds. But let me, let me give you DeAndre Hunter's numbers here. Just, just from the standpoint of the in that consistently inconsistent nature of some of these guys. Okay. If I told you that DeAndre Hunter had four 20-point games in his last six. On the surface of everything, that sounds like it's pretty good, right? Four 20-point games. But this is the way that it's rolled, okay? So start with the game in Utah, right? They played Friday, Saturday, Friday night in Utah, Saturday in Denver, okay? So on that Friday night, they won in Utah. DeAndre Hunter had uh, 26 points, 
three assists and four rebounds. Then he comes the next night and they're in Denver, obviously a tough place to play. They probably weren't going to win that game, but he goes for 20 points, four assists and three boards in that game. Then you get back home or sorry. Then you go to new Orleans before you get back home. Okay. And he drops an O for nine. The only three points that he scored were the three free throws that he made. Oh, for nine in New Orleans. Then you come home and you play Phoenix and he's four for 12, one of five from three, nine points in the game. Then uh, the San Antonio Spurs, 24 points, three boards or three assists, a board. And then you play last night, 21 points, um, seven rebounds. So you go 20, 20, 3, 9, 20, 20. And, and when we talk about this roster and we talk about the inconsistent nature, night in, night out from the Atlanta Hawks, DeAndre Hunter is really one of the poster childs of that. You know, he's got these good moments and then it bottoms out. And then we get back to some good moments. It looks like my stock portfolio right now. Like it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's here, it's there. I make a few bucks one day, I bottom out the next day. I get a couple of bucks here and then we just bottom out again. Literally, it's just, it's maddening. And again, I don't know if Nate McMillan is 100% of the problem, but certainly. When you look at this at this team and this roster, there's just not something coming together. They consistently can't get performances from their top guys. And I'm just talking about even Trey Young is inconsistent. John Collins is wildly inconsistent. DeAndre Hunter is wildly inconsistent. I'll argue with you that the only consistent player, and he has a blip here and a blip there on the radar, but by and large, consistently, DeJounte Murray's been the one guy that you can consistently count on night in, night out. He'll play some good defense. He'll come up with some, you know, he'll create some turnovers. You know, he may be, you know, his scoring numbers, you know, mostly are 20-point games. But, you know, look, he dips a little bit here and there. But he's the one guy who's been fairly consistent. Maybe Clint Capella as well. You, you don't expect much offensively out of Clint Capella, but you expect him to protect the rim and play some defense. And I'll say that when you look at a Sadiq Bay, okay, you know, we talk about moving on from John Collins and these kinds of players and stuff like that. What if the Hawks decide that this investment isn't worth it? And I don't know how friendly DeAndre Hunter's contract is now at this point where he's a $23 million a player. $23 $23 million a year player right now. Cause that's what he, you know, he's going from 9.9 million up to 21 million. You talk about a big jump and then he consistently is 22, $23 million a year over the next uh, few years. And again, I'm not picking on him, you know, solely. And he's the reason why that they're not as good or this, that, and the other, but, you get these wild waves of inconsistency with DeAndre Hunter. 
And it's been like that for the majority of the year. You know, he's not been as good a defensive player as what we've thought. He's, you know, his scoring is, you know, like I said, four of the last six games, 20 plus points. And then you mix in back-to-back games where he had 12 points in total. And, And that's where this franchise just, like I said, I don't know if it's Nate McMillan. I don't know if he can get the best out of DeAndre Hunter. I don't know what it is, but when you look at the players on this team, they just night in, night out, you don't feel like you know what they're going to give you. You don't feel like when, and that's starting five, when they're clicking and and they're, look, they're a really good offensive team. When that starting five is out there on the court, they can play with anybody in the NBA. They can hang with anybody in the NBA with their starting five, their bench, eh, you know, isn't so deep and isn't so good. And, and that's the thing about, you know, adding a Sadiq Bay and some of those players that they added, you know, uh, Bruno Fernando and guys like that, you know, just, just to give them more bodies that they can play. But that starting five can play with anybody in the league when they're on their game. What the problem is night in night out, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if they're going to play good defense. You don't know if they're going to play good offense. You don't know if DeAndre Hunter is going to play well. You don't know if John Collins is going to play well. You don't know if Trey Young's going to be have a good shooting night or he's going to bottom out. And this roster, there's something that is flawed about what this roster is. And DeAndre Hunter is just one example, but something has to change with this franchise. You know, going into going into the offseason, they'll get through the play in tournament. Whatever happens, happens. You know, Nate McMillan most likely won't be back. But I think that there's got to be some changes to this roster because they are just wildly inconsistent night in, night out, what you get offensively, what you get defensively. And look, like it or not, DeAndre Hunter is the poster boy for where they're inconsistently inconsistent play is hampering them two nights. It's good. Two nights. It's rock bottom. Then two nights. It's good. You can't have that in the NBA. I'm not saying you're going to be on your a game every single night, but you should be able to consistently count on some of your top tier players because Deandre Hunter, let's face it. He's paid like a really good player. When you start getting into 22, $23 million, you know, when you're eating that money up on your salary cap, you're expected that you're going to be a consistently good player, and it's just not happened for DeAndre Hunter. All right, let's talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, Built.com is the place to go. Look, new you, we're trying to get in shape, right? You know, we're, we're looking for those low-calorie, low-sugar, low-carb types of snacks. Well, listen, Built Bar has got you covered with all of their great flavors. Head to Built.com today. They're always coming up with a new flavor for every month. So you can get all of your standards, but you can not only go to built.com today and get your low carb, low calorie, low sugar snacks with basically 130 calories, four grams of net carbs, but a whopping 17 grams of protein in it. But now you can head over and you can get, you can go, I should say, to Walmart in the pharmacy section, pick up a box of built bars. And you can also go to Sam's Club and pick you up a box of Built Bars. So whether you want to go the traditional route of just you go online and that's where their store is, 
Or if you want to go to a brick and mortar location, you can certainly get over to built.com. Check them out today, built.com or head to Walmart or Sam's Club. And we remind you, besides making uh, hitting hard with John Trucker, your first listen every day, make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available. Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get all of your podcasts from. So Alex Anthopoulos was on our radio station yesterday talking to our afternoon show. And one of the things that he talked about was the plan for Marcelo Zuna. And he talked about offensively when he's on and this, that, and the other. One of the things that I found interesting in his comments were, remember two years ago when he was selling everybody on the idea of, oh, yeah, he's he's going to play outfield and he's he's going to be part of our outfield rotation. He's going to play a bunch in the outfield and this and that and everything like that. Okay. The only thing that Alex Anthopoulos talked about was his bat and, you know, being a DH and in getting playing time. So it's fair to say that that whole experiment of him playing out in the outfield is, is going away. Okay. Now look, Marcelo Zuna is owed over the next couple of years, $37 million. And he talked about the idea of, well, you know, we traded for Robbie Grossman in the middle of the season and Grossman hit well. And, um, Brian Snitker played him a lot more and didn't use, you know, Ozuna is much, and, and we pretty much figure that Ozuna, or uh, sorry, uh, Eddie Rosario is going to be the left fielder, you know, starting game one. But is there a place for Marcelo Ozuna? You know, I know that they don't want to just eat that money and eat that contract, okay? And, and to be frank with you, Marcelo Ozuna is the same player that he was in St. Louis. For those couple of years in St. Louis, you know, he had the monster year when he was ready to walk in free agency. Top 15 MVP. He was an all-star gold glove, silver slugger winner. 37 homers, 124 RBI, hit 312 with a 376 on base, 924 OPS. Then he goes over to St. Louis and he hits 23 homers and 88 RBI. And then he had another 29 homer and 89 RBI year. He's the same guy that he was in St. Louis. He strikes out a bunch. He doesn't hit for average. He doesn't drive in runs. He's not a real run producer. He can hit home runs, and he's a one-trick pony. And again, I know that they don't want to eat the contract, but when you look at the totality of things, okay, is there a plan for Marcelo Zuna? Is there really a plan? I'm, I'm guessing that the plan is, they hope that they can get lucky and he can have a hot spring or a hot start to the season and then move on from him in a trade or something like that, where they will probably, if they move him in a trade or something like that, have to eat most of the money. But if Marcelo Zuna can't get on track and he doesn't play well, can I say, just eat the money? You, you know, there's addition by subtraction at times in sports. And if Marcelo Zuna is just a one-trick pony, he's a gimmick player, he's no different than Doink the Clown 
or fake razor or TL hopper. He can hit home runs, but he doesn't do anything else. If he's not going to play in the field, he doesn't steal bases. He doesn't score runs. He doesn't hit for average. He doesn't drive in runs. And all he does is, you know, hit some home runs, the occasional solo shot that he, he gives you. Then why not just move on from him? I know what they're trying to do, and they're trying to find a place for him. But if Snitker's not going to play him, and he's not going to be part of the rotation, because, look, we're also talking about Travis Darno, Sean Murphy. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking that, okay, one guy's going to catch, one guy will kind of DH, and you don't always want your backup catcher being your DH, but but you have guys that can DH for you. I don't think you have to be just locked in to what Marcelo Zuna is. So when I heard what Alex Anthopoulos kind of said, well, you know, talking about Robbie Grossman, who's not even here. Well, you know, Grossman played a lot more. Okay, what's that got to do with Marcelo Zuna? Marcelo Zuna's here. He's under contract. If he doesn't start out well, and, and he doesn't play well, and he just doesn't bring any value to your team, can I tell you, rather than taking up the roster spot, just move on from the money. Just, just cut the guy. Yes, you'll eat $37 million. Look, the Chicago Cubs are going to do the same thing with Jason Hayward. Not twenty, not uh, $37 million, but $23, 24000000 million. They're just going to walk, they're walking away from it. Again, addition by subtraction. If his roster spot is more valuable to have a guy who can produce for you than what Marcelo Zuna does, and then you factor in, you know, the off-field issues and things like that that he's had in the past, it just isn't worth it. I get it. They don't want to just cut bait, and they don't want to just throw everything out, and they're hoping and praying, right, that he gets hot or he can contribute or he can make himself maybe valuable in a trade scenario and all these different things, right? But if you're a month into the season and it's not going well and he's not really giving you much because his production at the end of the year, I mean, he had a decent September, but his second half production by and large wasn't all that good. Then just move on from him. You know, it's just this cloud that is hanging over the franchise. And if you're just hanging on to him for the sake of, because again, you know, we're talking about, well, you know, we could be top five in payroll and this and that. Well, look, not everything is a, not everything's a grand slam. Not every move that you make for double A is a grand slam. You've got all these great moves and all these things that you've done. They're not always going to be grand slams. And if it's not that, then just move on from the guy, eat the money or, or sell him for a bag of balls or whatever like that. Maybe somebody will pick him up that, you know, you can, you can get a few million dollars off the, you know, a, a team will pick up maybe just even a few million dollars of his contract. So it doesn't sound like there's any plan for Azuna. Doesn't sound like Snitker's committed to playing him. And I'll give it a month. But if this thing isn't working out, then just eat the money if you have to. Just eat the money and move on from Marcelo Azuna. Rather than drag this thing out, rather than it being a story of he just sits on the bench and can't do anything, 
Just eat the money and move on. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from. We ask you to head to YouTube.com and put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We're trying to grow to 6,000 folks on our YouTube page. We are also available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorites from. Check us out there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. Follow us there. Check us out. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.